0: Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caringba. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Lord, we just honor you this morning. the universe, the God that stood before creation and spoke it into being, is the same God who is present and attentive to each one of us this morning. So God, we just open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to what you want to say. That headline, I love that idea that Jen brought to us earlier the headline that you want to bring to us this morning. So thank you for this time to be together and to explore your word. And we just posture ourselves to receive from you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning to everyone online. Well, last week we wrapped up our... Series uh, in the book of Ruth. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did as we looked at the way that God was moving behind the scenes in that story. And, you know, it's been good to look at that story because just like Ruth and Naomi, we have had change thrust upon us. You know, COVID-19 has interrupted life as we know it. It's caused us to question and to doubt and to grieve and to value and to rethink much that had become kind of automatic in our lives. And I believe just like God was for Naomi and Ruth, he is for you and me, deeply present right now, shifting, directing, and redeeming our stories in ways we can't even grasp yet. It was interesting to me that the last chapter, um, in the last chapter of of Ruth chapter four, the, the part where the happy ending happens that Dave brought so beautifully to us last week, the title that the Amplified Bible gives to that little section is the line of David began here. And when I read that, I thought, what is beginning here in our lives in this time that we have no idea about just yet? You know, the story of Ruth blows my mind. In January this year, Avril and I had the blessing to go to the Holy Land and we went to visit um, Bethlehem and we went to the shepherd's field so that's it there, if you can see. I hope you can see online up in the corner, uh, where the angels appear to the shepherds. And I didn't know this, but this has actually happened on the same parcel of land or the same geographical area that the story of Ruth and Boaz is set in the Bible. So not only is there this kind of link between Boaz the, as the kinsman redeemer and Jesus, it actually happened in the same physical location and I had to check this with Jess but over 1096 years later come on don't you think that's incredible and that's Avril and I at um, Ruth's Cafe everything in the little town is named after the story so we're having shawarma at Ruth's Cafe <laughs> right there like I, that just blows my mind the same geographical area that these two stories, 1,096 years or so apart, are linked. And I stood there over 2,000 years later, and that is a part of my story. I mean, this is the God that we are partnering with in our lives. Like, he knows what he is doing, right? When, When I think about that, it gives me incredible confidence. You know, on Friday night, Andrew Hewitt came and he shared his story and part of his story as it connects to our story here at Kingsway with our D-Crew kids. And I thought when I saw this picture posted on our WhatsApp, you know, what will we tell our kids or, or, you know, kids we might talk to in 20 or 30 years from now about what began here in this moment, in this season of COVID? that God has done? What will we add to that timeline out there that's on the wall that was birthed or seeded in this season? It's exciting to think about the possibility of what God might be transforming in this time, what he might be reordering and reshaping that we can't even get our head around yet. I mean, that is amazing to me to think about. And it bursts so much hope in my spirit when I think about that. That's how I feel about this season, about every third day. <laughs> but the rest of the time right now, instead of thinking about what's beginning here, I'm kind of more in that place on where on earth do I begin? You know that, um, I've put the emoji up there, thanks Jess, of... This is how I feel, this, is, this emoji has come into my frequently used emojis right now. That this is how I feel the rest of the time at the moment. I'm a little bit overwhelmed with the level of uncertainty right now going on in our world. The level of anxiety about the constant changing, it's super confusing, I have to wear a mask in church, yet I went to Miranda Fair yesterday and I was in a crowded food court and nobody was distancing. Like it's just doing my head in the mess and chaos of not only what's happening around me, but what is happening in our world, as Jen uh, referenced this morning in Lebanon, and in, you know, I've got family in Victoria and the rest of it. So I feel overwhelmed a lot of the time by this chaos, even though I know that God is doing something incredible in our midst. And I was thinking about the idea of chaos this week. And chaos is defined as a state of complete disorder and confusion. You might feel like that a little bit at the moment. It's defined as a property of a complex system whose behaviour is so unpredictable as to appear random. I don't do well with random, (laughs) unpredictable. But this, this last definition I found really interesting. Chaos also refers to the unbounded space and formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe. Hmm. We're going to come back to that thought in just a minute. But I wanted to ask you first, how do you see chaos? Like when I say chaos, do you have a positive reaction to that word or a negative reaction to that word? I don't know how you feel about it. You know, for me, and I think for many people, chaos is kind of sits on the negative side a little bit more than it sits on the positive side. You know, when I think of chaos, I think of everything being turned upside down. I think of unanswered questions and unresolved solutions or situations. When I think about being in chaos, I feel like it's when I've not got it all together or I haven't got life sorted. You know, the times when I'm not nailing it or I'm not winning. Chaos is kind of fear-inducing for me because I can't control it. I can't predict what's going to happen. How do you feel about chaos? How do you respond to chaos? You know, are you able to just see it for what it is and kind of enjoy it? Or do you want to sort it out? and order it, and fix it, and write it, and turn everything up the right way, and re-establish order. This is why I only have two children. (laughs) This is how I feel about chaos. I always look at people with lots of children and think they're much more comfortable with chaos than I am. What if we saw chaos as a good thing? What if we saw chaos as a friend and not a foe? What if chaos was the starting place of creativity? What if situations or seasons of chaos were the beginning of growth in our lives or our community? What if chaos was the seedbed of social change, transformation and freedom? What if chaos represented the beginning of a process of repair in our lives? What if it was an invitation to rearrange everything? What if it was a bucket of paint to make something beautiful? What if we saw chaos as our canvas? You know, going back to that third definition of chaos, The story found in Genesis chapter 1 that describes the creation of the world begins with God moving over the chaos and the void. Let's have a look at the scripture, and this is the message version. It says, first this, God created the heavens and the earth, all you see and all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness, and God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. Other versions say God hovered over the face of the chaotic waters. You know, in Genesis we encounter a God who does not destroy Or overcome chaos. Instead, life emerges out of God's close presence to the chaos. Instead, we find Him hovering above the chaos, but strongly present in it. He's an artist God who brings forth beauty from chaos. Genesis goes on and it says this, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he affirmed and sustained it. With these words, let there be, God infuses the world with a transforming creative energy and creation responds to bring forth life and it starts with light and then it goes on to the waters and the land and the animals and the plants and human beings. And here is a principle that we see laid out in Genesis for life, that living beings can draw energy from chaotic environments and use it for becoming. You know, the Genesis story offers us an alternative to overcoming or running from or cleaning up chaos in our lives. It invites us instead to face the chaos to see and acknowledge it clearly for what it is and to use it to bring forth new ways of being. Now, as I thought about how we could engage together this morning around this idea that God brings beauty out of chaos, that chaos can be our canvas. I was reminded of a story that I came across in the middle of the lockdown period that we were in here in Sydney. Eliza and I were doing the homeschooling thing and um, I'm pretty sure that day I was sending off a lot of exploding head emojis. And we came to the music lesson and her teacher had sent us a link to watch this clip from 60 Minutes Uh, on YouTube and we sat down to watch this story and both of us were so touched by it that God transformed that day for us and transformed that moment. And so I just really felt prompted this week to use it as a way of us engaging with the voice of God in the midst of the chaos we might be experiencing in our lives at the moment and in our world. So I'm gonna pop the clip on, and what I want you to do is to approach it like you would a passage of scripture. And I'll I'll pray before I pop it on, to say, God, what do you wanna speak to me through this story today? What would you like to stir in my spirit through the story that I'm about to watch? And then after we've watched the story, I'm going to pop a couple of questions that are going to come straight up on the screen. And I invite you to either on your own or with someone near you in a socially distanced appropriate way or at home, whoever you're watching with, to just reflect on, uh, the questions will help you reflect on what is it that God is wanting to speak to me this morning through this story. And this story, if you're watching at home, is a really appropriate and great one's for kids to watch as well. So if you've got kids running around elsewhere and you want to call them um, and they can engage with this too. So let's take a look um, at a story about a group of people um, who did just that, found the beauty in the chaos. When I um, watched that clip, I couldn't get over the carpenter, you know, who made a violin when he'd never seen or heard one before. Felt this whisper of God saying, you know, what if I call you into things you've never seen or heard before? Would you respond to me? And just thinking about what came of that man's willingness to have a go at creating something he'd never seen or heard before and what difference that made to that community and those children. You know, there's the seen order of things, the way things are right now when we look at it with our natural eyes, the garbage dump in that story. But then there's the unseen order of things, the potential for an orchestra of hope-filled hearts the life-giving, more beautiful way of the kingdom of heaven that came to that community. I think the kingdom got released in Paraguay. You know, the biblical prophets were simply people, I think, a little bit like Fabio, the environmental consultant, who by interacting with God's presence saw and felt the brokenness of the way things were, but was able to envision what could be and offer and draw people into an alternate future. I think it's the same for us. When we allow him, God meets us where we are it's present in our chaos and empowers us with his creative energy to bring the beauty and the divine order of his kingdom to it. Whether that chaos is a garbage dump in Paraguay, the relationships in my family, my finances, my career or future, future of my career, my mental health, our church, the young adult community in Phnom Penh, the persecuted church, the orphan children in Africa at hands at work, young homeless girls at jacaranda or families escaping domestic violence at platform nine. God is present and can meet us in it all and empower us with his creative energy to bring forth beauty and the divine order of the kingdom. Today, we launch into our new series called Imagineering, and we've called it that because this is the term that Disney used to describe their creative process. Over the coming weeks, we're going to reflect on the creative process and purpose of God, the original Imagineer, as it's described in the first chapters of the book of Genesis. And we're going to discover how he's called us to be his creative partners. And as we move through this series, I believe that God wants to arouse, inspire and free the imagination that he has given to us so that we can take hold of the more beautiful way of the kingdom of heaven in our lives and be part of that in the lives of those around us and in the lives of those he calls us to serve. So let me pray as we embark on this new series and next week, Jess is gonna come and bring some theological context as she does brilliantly to us as we continue to look at this passage in Genesis that I've just dipped our toes in this morning. I love this Psalm 5110. God, make a fresh start in me. Shake a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. And God, this is my prayer for the world right now as well. God, that you would shape a Genesis week from the chaos in our world. God, that in this season, you are moving, redeeming, restoring and reordering the way that you did in the ancient story of Ruth and Naomi and Boaz. So, Father, tune our eyes and our hearts to how you are moving in the chaos of our world and in the chaos of our lives and all their small details. God, I pray that you would reframe this idea of chaos for us, that we might see the invitation that lies in it, God, and we might encounter your presence that is hovering over it in this season. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.